White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yeah. It's a perfect game. Conecco, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me, here. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. And thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every day. Locked On Sox is available and free on a lot of platforms you guys know in all the platforms including youtube at locked on socks 312-566-8727 312-566-8727 a lot of people have used that number to leave their voice messages for this show or locked on socks at gmail.com chris how are you doing oh i'm miserable and uh if you're listening to this show you're probably miserable as well and this is the show for you if you want to bask in the socks fan misery because we've got it we're we're we've got We've got big servings of White Sox fan misery here. Uh, well, you can, get, you can get yourself a double order here of, of misery and angst. Uh, we are brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. All right, so you're listening to this on a Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, and you're probably still stewing uh, over that White Sox loss to the Astros. The season is over. You're probably looking at your, your shirt that says, postseason on it you're looking at your 2021 AL Central Champ shirt and you're just like Jesus Christ uh what the hell went wrong and you're looking for someone to be miserable with and oh boy we've got plenty of people here and this show is is about you guys it's about uh you guys hearing and voicing your your opinions and just letting it out and you know the, the, there's so much to unpack and the, the thing I don't like about this format sometimes with these short shows like we have so many things to talk about about these games so whatever we didn't talk about in, in yesterday's show and there's still plenty more to get to uh, we can certainly address here in this show but it's about you guys man like that did you alluded to it in, the, in yesterday's episode but it mentioned to people who as soon as the season ends they they pull out their phone and they instead of tweeting something nasty about the White Sox and you know, uh, tweeting something bad to Brian Goodwin. Um, you know, they they say something nice about you and you and I, or something nice about Sox Machine, or the 108 guys, or any of the other great White Sox shows. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Pinwheels and Ivy, any any of the people, the Northside Sox podcast, any of the nice people that do Sox coverage, and they they include us all in those messages just to say thank you for the coverage over the course of the last baseball season. And that, that does mean a lot, man. And that did make me feel better reading those tweets and saying, Hey, fun season. And you guys made it you know, better. You guys made the, the nights that were not as fun. Uh, you made those nights entertaining. You made the tough losses palatable and you made the, uh, the, the big victories. Uh, you made that even more entertaining. So, I, you know, I don't know what show you guys were listening to when you said that about us. Uh, maybe it was a little mix up there in your RSS feed, but I appreciate the thoughts nonetheless, man. It really does mean a lot, and uh, I, I think we put in a lot of good work this season, you and I, and I certainly have had a blast doing it with you uh, in 2021, Herb, and uh, we still got some time here to go and uh, lots of 
uh, exciting news that's going to happen in the offseason, and we'll be here uh, for it every step of the way. So uh, thank you to the listeners, but this episode is for you guys, man. This is uh, you guys just letting it all out. Uh, some of these, you know what? You guys were you guys were good boys and girls here um, because I'm looking at the timestamps of these voicemails. Not one of you sent one in before the game ended, and this exactly. game it, it, this game was was you know it was not in, in doubt uh, well, you know for the latter half of the game, but it, you guys stayed with it, and uh, you guys were thinking the big comeback was on the way, and you guys did not call the voicemail line until the game was officially uh, over. But we start things off as we often do with one of our old friends here who I'm very mad at you, Mark, for calling the postgame show the other night and, and, and dropping off. I thought you were going to be our first caller out of the shoot. I even teased that we were going to get to some calls and you were first in line, Mark, but you didn't hang with us, but you're here with us now. Uh, here he is, folks, from the 623. Hey, Kristen Harbour, Mark in Litchfield Park. Um, got a laundry list of things to complain about, I guess. Um, but I guess uh, two postseasons in a row is really nice. Great to see. Glad to still be watching baseball in mid-October. Uh, that's now over. Um, six runs and three losses. Not going to get the job done. Uh, bats went dead, except for one game. Uh, Tony's handling of the pen, not great. Uh, you know... Just a lot of ugliness today, and uh, had some hope early for Odon, and then that went sideways. Uh, didn't get any help from the plate umpire, and I usually never complain about that, but McCullers was pitching to a much larger plate than, than Rodon. Um, but I guess you wear stuff like that sometimes. Uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, you guys made the season far more enjoyable. Uh first year doing this so thanks again oh and herb you want the receipts from twitter but i don't i don't twitter i don't twit or whatever they call it yep um but i have plenty of text between my friends and i saying that i didn't want kimbrell i would have much rather had Marte or bryant um, i mean if we had to get somebody from the cubs here here so (laughs) yeah i was on that train the day the trade was made i wasn't excited at all but uh, there it is. Thanks again. Bye. Mark, thank you for your contributions all season long. Uh, we, we appreciate that. Um, I, I don't know where to start or where to begin there. Uh, the umpiring in this, this series was incredibly inconsistent for both sides, so we're, we're not saying uh, one side or, or another got favoritism there, but it was bad. And, I, and I'm wondering if Tony getting trying to get rung in that final inning there, if how much of that was just him telling him off about how bad the umpire the umpiring crew was in that series, man. It was uh, pretty disgraceful, and you know, you you get to the postseason and you don't want to have to think about, man, what if? Like there was definitely a situation, like in that that Rodon inning where he imploded. Like you know, there was there was mm-hmm. a couple close pitches there, and then you you can't put those hitters away. They are too good to be to be given extra uh, strikes like that. You know, like it was it was really frustrating, but. We're going to talk a lot about Kimbrel this offseason and the offseason plan. $16 million is a team option. They've got a $1 million buyout. We'll shelve that discussion whether or not, even though someone on Twitter asked you. But, I mean... I, I mean, it's, it's it's an easy thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're going to run it back with Craig Kimbrell, right? Yeah, it's it's 
sixteen million dollars, and you already traded assets away. He he was a hundred percent coming back next year, no matter if he shit the bed, which he did. Yeah, uh, but he didn't get any favors uh, from his manager, as we as we've alluded to. And when they made the trade, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of hoopla, and uh, you know I, I bought into a lot of that. But I remember we did have discussions of this on the score, and you know one of my first reactions to a hypothetical Craig Kimbrell trade, like just you know no trade like no trade chips mentioned no Nick Madrigal part of it just like all things equal you take Craig Kimbrell and you put him on the White Sox would you be in favor of that and I'd be like yeah but my first response was like how are you going to make it work um and it was it turned out to be real clunky and mm-hmm. you know I would not have said no I would have made that deal over and over again because we're having all of a sudden all this revisionist history about Nick Madrigal and how you know Nick Madrigal like you know the, the Astros were were nothing but you know uh, you know nine different Nick Madrigals out there getting on base you know uh, every single time but you know we, we talked about the defensive you know deficiencies of Madrigal and how he probably didn't fit in the big picture here but getting back to Kimbrel it we. Th- Thought it might be clunky at getting two closers in. You know, I think I said if you have two closers, do you really have one? And I thought, you know what? These are smart baseball people. They'll figure out a way to make it work. And they just never did. And it's not why they lost this series. Um, but you maybe you have home field advantage if you're able to figure that out. And, you know, you don't lose games late because of Craig Kimbrell. And not just him. Other people lost games too. But... You know, it just uh, they were never able to make it work, and I think that's like in terms of my off season. What do I want to know from Rick Hahn's end of season press conference? It's what's going on with Carlos Rodon, how injured is he, and what happened with Craig Kimbrell? Like, how did this thing get bungled? Like, what were the conversations like after the trade? How did he break, and how are you going to fix him? Because I I agree, I think they're going to bring him back, and there's no reason uh, not to. if, If but. I got to know how did he break and how can you fix him? That's that's what I want to know first and foremost. Yeah, and um, I just want to have Rick Hahn just say, you know, for all you people who are second-guessing my moves, and Mark said there, yes, I would rather have a hitter there. 100% everybody. Craig Kimber was an extra piece, but I thought that was an extra piece that the White Sox put the White Sox over the top, like, you're going to sh- shorten the games up. And I would have, we've already discussed this. I would have had Kimbrell. He was the better closer at the time in the ninth inning role and have Liam Hendricks in the more extended setup role and maybe shift off every once in a while. But Kimbrell's the closer. You trade it for him. Maybe have conversations with your manager so you can have that uh, situated all right. But I would just say to Rick, hey, man, you didn't make a mistake there. You did not. No matter what Twitter says and how they're, Clamoring for Nick effing Madrigal again, who wouldn't have been available for this. Remember, out for the year, guys. Don't do revisionist history. It's fine if you at the time, if Mark his text, didn't want Kimbrell on the team, but that also was a weird thing. You don't want the best closer in your team just because you have a good one. It's an embarrassment of riches. It's always good to have better pitchers on the team than worse. And you weren't going to, and Hoyer wasn't that good this year for the White Sox, and Nick Magical was hurt. So it was a good move. It was a move to go for it, and I will not, 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 not blame Rick Hahn for getting Craig Kimbrell because Craig Kimbrell's results weren't good for the White Sox. The move was good. The process was good. The results were shitty. Whatever. 
I want that man back next year at the very least at the $16 million mark. And then if somebody else wants them and they're going to give you value for them, you at least move that contract somewhere else. But letting him go for $1 million is garbage. You can't do that. Rick has to retain his services and find a way to use him in a better way than they used him this year. You don't think the Astros could fix him? You know I'm sure that. No, I'm yeah, saying I'm like sure. you want that. You want that. They're you know that's their biggest weakness, and you want that to get stronger. Like the Astros exactly. get them in their pitch slab, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, what the hell? This is, we had Craig Kimber. Why we let him walk out the door for a million dollars? You know what I mean? Like you don't want that in 2022. And I, the I, Cubs will uh, gladly pick him up again and use their pitch slab again and get him right again. Someone texted the score today saying the Cubs should re-sign him and then flip him again. <laughs> So let's let's get to the next voicemail here before a quick timeout. Let's see who we got checking in. Hey guys, this is uh, Kevin from Alsip. I uh, <laughs> I called earlier in the in the season and uh, we sang a song about Jake Lamb, uh, nursery rhyme, and uh, I had a guys from work where were calling me radio superstar, even though uh, it's a podcast. But uh, that was fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing that. Uh, uh, this one hurts, guys. Um, before I get into uh, my, my main call, it's not been all bad news. Uh, Lawrence, uh, congratulations on the engagement. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, Appreciate if you need, uh, need any entertainment uh, at any of your uh, your festivities, I got a cousin, Tracy, that does does uh, dancing for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen it. That's my... Uh, it's my aunt Dot's oldest, so I I, I leave the room. But uh, <laughs> apparently, she does some trick where she's able to. Oh. Anyway, oh, uh, thank they, you. Yeah, Tegan would be pissed. They got to get rid of this Craig Kimbrell, right? Like this option, they're not gonna. <laughs> that's that's like thirty million dollars they're blowing uh, for for someone that uh, uh, Southpaw the mascot could do uh, what this Craig Kimbrell's doing. I, I just. I don't know, guys. It just seemed like uh, we it was gonna it was going good, and now now there's there's this. So uh, uh, anyway, keep up the great job, and uh, yeah, I still don't know. I, I love you callers and you guys got your little bits going and uh, congratulations Lawrence uh, uh, on your engagement uh, it was very, very very nicely done there. Um, Her name's gonna be Courtney Herbert. Um, <laughs> Hey, um, are you? What's the deal? Um, I mean, you can tell me nicely, but uh, I mean, a bachelor party in your future? But you don't have a date set yet, right? So, no, bachelor party year, is far down the years road, right? Away. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm not a bachelor party guy. You know, I, I did strip joints when I was in my twenties. I, I just don't get it. I don't <laughs> like. Yes, naked women. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but also. They're rubbing up on you. I mean, just you just get blue balls all night for like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I can do that for free. <laughs> You're here. All right, we'll take a quick timeout and we'll come back with more of your voicemails and try to sort through sorry, this twenty one season yeah, again. With many sorry and kids, <laughs> too. apologies to Techno. That's next here on Lockdown White Sox. More of your calls. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about 
Major League Baseball. You'll find fans just like yourself on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across NBA, MLB, and NHL all there on Spotify Green Room. Maybe we'll join that app soon and we can do a uh, Astros hate watch party, okay? Uh, so check in on the Green Room app and see if the Lockdown White Sox crew is there. Go to download the Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join all you guys on Green Room. Neither can Herb. We'll be sure to let you guys know when the Lockdown White Sox room is live. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room changing the way we talk sports. All right, more of your calls here. Let's see who else we got checking in here on the Locked On Sox voicemail. And remember, you can call us all off season. Please, we're going to need your phone calls this off season. 312 566 8727. That's 312 566 8727. Here's another guy who let us down on Sunday night. Hey, fellas, Paul, correct. Hello. Uh, try to do this as quick as possible, but you know, that's difficult for me. First and foremost, clearly the Houston Astros were the better team. I hate to admit it, it's just the truth, and they were better managed. But to Herb's point, we you can in baseball, doesn't matter how shitty or well, sorry, Techna, that you manage, <laughs> you can still beat teams. They were better than us. You can't our starting pitching and our defense. They weren't that's that's not good enough. Also, really quickly, the Astros, that team, I think they made the playoffs the first time in 2015 or 16. I think that, I think it was 15. They missed the playoffs after that. They, the only World Series they won is besmirched by cheating. Yes, they've been in the playoffs, the ALCS, whatever, four times since. Five. We are, Team that's growing. Let's try to be optimistic. I'm trying to be optimistic. But the only way I can be is if Yoan Moncada and Aloy Jimenez actually start being the guys they're fucking supposed to be. Sorry, Tecna. Only other thing I want to say, or I have a million things to say. Two things I want to say. Sox fans, stop acting like freaking idiots on national TV. Don't, don't cheer El Tuve getting hit. And don't boo who throws the first. I've been saying that all season. Also, don't throw shit on the field. Don't boo Obama. You just act like you've been there before. I know we haven't, but act like <laughs> yeah. it now. Because hopefully we will be. Last thing. Tom Verducci, Tom Verducci if you're going to interview a, a manager or a coach at the beginning of an inning, today, Junior, there's a playoff going on. Playoff game going on. I don't know why I finished with that. <laughs> Guys, I'm disappointed like the rest of us, but God bless it. I think we got a good core. Let's make some off-season acquisitions, and let's also, as fans, stop acting like idiots. Paul, correct out. Yeah, uh, my, my mistake. He he said four ALCSs since the World Series. So, yeah, I had said five. But, yeah, he is right. It's four since. Thank you, Paul, for your contributions all season long. 
except on Sunday night when you didn't call, but you did text with a very useful nugget uh, about one of our friends, Chris Ranji. So that was appreciated. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if, where you want to pick up from from there, her. But yeah, Sox fans, uh, you know, national TV definitely leaning into Sox fan misery today with it with a lot of the tight shots and people just ha- not having it straight up, not having a good time. Um, you know, so you know, there, there's there, there's a lot going on here with, with what what Paul had to say, but you know, uh, where 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 do you want to pick up? I mean, just the, the the throwing shit on the field. Uh, you know that, that that was you know it it wasn't widespread. It was only uh, in one small part there. But you know, I think Paul's got a point there. Sox fans got got to be better, but also at the same time. Give them, give them a better product to cheer for. <laughs> Maybe they won't be so angry. I never saw fans throw stuff on the field when their team's winning. So we win games, you won't have to deal with it. Am I right? <laughs> I am. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, you never, ever, ever throw anything on the field. Try to be cordial in your losing. It's tough and it hurt. And the way they lost, it was real tough. But hell, be adult. Set a good example for the kid next to you. You guys always want me to give a goddamn ball to a kid who's sitting there. Who is a kid? You have all the money. You can buy your own ball. How about you not throw food? How about you not have a fight? Set that example for that kid. You know, that will go a little bit further than my not goddamn giving a ball to the kid farther. Uh, give it to farther or farther there. We've already There's done still this no one. way to know. Yeah. So me not giving the ball to a kid. And by the way, if I do catch a ball and I'm in the 100 section, I'm taking that ball up to the 500 section because those 100 section, they already got it pretty good. Damn, damn cake eating kids. I'm going up <laughs> to the 500 section. The kids, you know, a little bit more thrifty. Parents don't you know, want to spend that much money. That's that. That's that. Yeah, right here. I didn't go to a game until like 1995. So I'm going up to the 500 level and giving to that damn kid. Not your kid sitting on the one. 12 right next to me 112 112 <laughs> let's ride so yeah i'm not sending that ball to that kid i'm going up to 538 and giving that ball to that kid and say hey man enjoy it uh, or actually just pocket it and leave it so you i don't get browbeat by you jerks telling me to give it to a damn kid i don't even know what i was talking about thanks uh, paul for messing me up paul correct a, a quick footnote uh, about the core yeah i like the Sox young core i, I think uh, this experience should uh, service them well. Serve them well. They, you know, they're going to get serviced. I'm sure in the off season at some point, but it'll serve uh, uh, f- future call uh, that uh, <laughs> former caller's uh, niece or cousin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think this core. Um, you got has too, a little too much baby fat, uh, you know. Like they need to be hardened a little bit here, you know. Moncada, I'd love to see a little more. You know, it, it sounds so corny saying it. A little more enthusiasm, a little more fire, a little more energy. Astros, they play with a lot of it, you know, and a lot of it is just leaning into them being themselves and being, you know, living up to the to the role of the villain, but. You know, you don't have to be, go out there and be a fake hustle guy, but show me a little something every now and then. Eloy, the same thing. You know, um, a little more intensity sometimes, and you know, I, I, it, these things maybe don't matter whatsoever. But they, at times, like Tim can't be the the emotional leader all the time. Like, there's a lot of guys on a baseball roster, and that stuff has to be able to reverberate through everybody. And one guy can't handle that emotional load. Of, of being the, the the emotional core of that. You know, I want to see a little more emotion from some of these guys. And maybe uh, going through a postseason loss like this, maybe that'll anger some of them. Maybe that'll harden some of them and appreciate 
some some of the moments along the way, like when guy comes up with a big hit, let's see a little bit more fist pumping, a little more intensity. You know, I I think uh, they can learn a lot from watching the Astros. Uh, hopefully, not everything, uh, but you know, some of the things that I do like what what they do, like they 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 you could tell they ride for each other. They're they're a cohesive unit, and I think the Sox could. Uh, do well to you know play a little bit more like that in that regard. Again, these things that don't show up in the box score, but just things that I observe, you know. And I'm not saying these guys are not hustling, not trying, but a little more edge, a little more intensity, a little more salt and pepper, you know, a little more grime, you know, a little more TWTW, you know. So uh, that's how I feel. All right, we'll take more of your phone calls. Wrap things up next here on Locked On White Sox. And Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Don't you love freedom of choice, folks? It's what makes this country so great, and Built Bar is no different. They've got choices for you. Check out these flavors they have at Built Bar. Check out these flavors they have at Built.com. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream. Oh, German Chocolate. You know that's my favorite. I still have a whole box here, and I'll tell you why I love it. It's delicious. It's good for you, and it's packed with protein, Built Bars are. 17 to 18 grams of protein that'll keep you filled up from meal to meal or even after a great post-workout snack take it from me i've lost about 25 pounds this summer because i switched out my naughty boy snacks with built bars and i keep them with me i even got myself a nice built bar cooler to go with all my built bars i take them on vacation maybe you have a favorite flavor maybe you don't maybe you're looking for your next favorite flavor go to built.com now and why don't you order yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors i just mentioned built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team Go to built.com now, use our promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That's 15% off at built.com. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, next one coming in. Oh, look who it is, Herb. Hello, lads. This is Bill on Capitol Hill calling from uh, my great whaling wall. Um, I, um, like I, I I'm, feel like I've been kicked in the rocks again by this team, and it's really upsetting, and I think uh, in many ways, it's worse than last year because um, w- the, it's clear the team didn't go any further, It's cl- um, and they still have this drunken racist buffoon coming back next year, wanting to come back. Um, you saw a systemic collapse of this team, uh, and the worst part about it is that uh, Tony LaRusso doesn't seem to have the grammar to even know literally what he's talking about. If you were asking about uh, shifts or spray charts. It's not like he's going to come back and say, yeah, well, we considered it, but we saw a hole in that data or that survey is flawed. Uh, he doesn't even understand that he has only contempt left in this theatrical operatic diva moment that he had. Uh, and the thing that worries me most is that he's going to use this clubbing as a, as an excuse to be a jet, all the bigger jet off next year. Uh, and, you know, assume that, you know, the problem here is he wasn't a bigger dick to his, to his team. So thank you for letting me vent. Thanks for being fans with me. I, I really appreciate this podcast and your work, and we'll talk soon. Bill on Capitol Hill, great score caller. Long-time and, guy. And he's able to use a little more salt and pepper in the language there when he calls our show. But, yeah, man, the, the, the Tony thing, like, they didn't lose because of Tony LaRusso, but I don't think he did many things to help them win. He didn't put them in a great position, I think, a lot of the times. And I think it was Jordan Lazowski of Sox on 35th uh, who had the, 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 the spray chart and the, the defensive shifting for Michael Brantley. And that, that's a graphic that I saw on Twitter during the game. And what teams typically do and how they should shift uh, against Michael Brantley. 
and a lot of it was shaded up the middle. And what did Michael Brantley try to do a lot this series? What did all the Astros do really this series? Just shoot it up right through the box. And often that's where a, a lot of hits are. If, if, if you just want to simplify things, shorten your stroke, uh, that's where a lot of the results are going to be. And the White Sox did none of that. A lot of, a lot of balls getting through up, up the box. And I think that's an area, you know, if you, like that's something that's tangible. Like if you say, oh, manage better. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, well, I didn't like his bullpen moves ever. Like, okay, well, let's narrow it down a little bit and tell me what you didn't like for real, for real, and show me some data or data uh, behind it. And I think you look at some of those spray charts and shifting, and I think there's something to that. It seemed like every time... Earlier on in the series, whenever the White Sox hit a ball, uh, there was an Astro right there, or just barely just getting there and making the throw and 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 getting the Sox uh, base runner out. Like I, you know, that's could be the difference in the next postseason series. So I do hope Tony says he's receptive to the data, but I, I really do hope that that's one of the weapons that Rick. Han will arm himself with this offseason to make improvements in that area. I'm not saying you got to fire Tony LaRussa. Like, look, n- neither one of us wanted him to be here to begin with, but I think on the whole, he did an okay job. Um, I think we could have managed the team, and we were texting about that during the game. But I, the 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 whole defensive alignment thing, it's definitely something the Sox are like in the bottom 10 in terms of shifting. Astros right at the top. So I think stuff like that does matter, and I'm starting to be more open to that. Usually I just think, oh, you put the horses out there, you got guys with range, and you can make up for a manager's uh, deficiencies. But I think they can improve in that area, Herb. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean – if we think about Michael Brantley, we're thinking left center field doubles and singles pretty much up the middle or on the other side of uh, second base. So, yeah, I would play Michael Brantley where he hits. That makes more sense. And to use the analytics, not the observational analytics, actual analytics, to see where he hits his balls, where his stroke leads the balls to be. And, yeah, we can get a couple more outs on the bases. I believe in that. That is 100% where I should go. And didn't we fire Ricky because he didn't believe in analytics? Like, he didn't use the numbers as much, him and Don Cooper. And then we go to a guy that doesn't. I know Rick Hahn's not responsible for him because Rick Hahn's Teflon, whatever. There's got to be a way where Rick's got to say, hey, we fired this guy last year because of this. Can I at least tell him this, uh, Jerry, that we should use more analytics when it comes to shifting because you see the best teams in baseball use shifting to get more outs. Can we do that? And I'm sure, you know, all the pitchers, sometimes when you hit that ball down third base, you'll take it. And when Michael Brantley tried to bunt down third base, we're like, yes, enjoy yourself. Bunt all you want to, Michael Brantley, as long as you're not hitting. I'm fine with that. But Michael Brantley did Michael Brantley things, and Tony fed into it. He allowed him to do more Michael Brantley things. So, yeah, shifting would be a a thing where Tony needs to be introduced to it. Uh, Emphasis needs to be taught to him. I don't know if Rick or Kenny are scared to tell him things or he's just putting his fingers in his ears and not listening because the Hall of Fame baseball person. But that has to change. That 100% has to change. All right, one last call here. And, Herb, we, we still have so many more to go, so we've got another show here in the bag, I think, for later on in the week. We won't record tonight because I'm, I'm gassed. I'm emotionally exhausted. Uh, so, you know, we've got uh, Christine. We'll get to your call later on this week, uh, you know, 
uh, checking in from St. Charles. We'll get into your call. Uh, checking in from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your call later on this week. But I think uh, this is a good one to end it on. Uh, this coming in from the 708. This is Dan from Okina. I am sad. As are we, Dan. As are we. We are all sad tonight, uh, but we're miserable together. So uh, that's all I got, Herb. More of your calls later on in the week, and hopefully we'll have some more news, and we'll we'll play some of Tony's comments uh, about returning in 2022 and some other things that came out of that post game. There's so much to break down here. We just knocked out two shows, and I feel like we barely scratched the surface here. Uh, maybe uh, we could have done a post game show on the score, but we only did one though, and it was after a win. So that we was great. we were uh, we're batting a thousand for a Sox post game shows, man. So I feel good about that, and we haven't even talked about that. How much fun I had with you on the score the other night. That was a dream come true. Having my dad be able to listen to that and have family members checking in. That was a good time, and we got to to talk about the the last postseason victory over the last 13 years for the White Sox and we talked about it on the score so I, I had a great time with that and we'll get to some more of your calls later on in the week Herb, but that's all I got yeah I had a great time also so that's Chris Tanhill at Chris Tanhill me Herb Lawrence at Ecknerwall 23 and our show is free and available on all platforms at Locked On Sox and thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every day free and available on all platforms and on YouTube, go there and subscribe. Locked on socks for Chris. I'm Herb. <sighs> this has been a tough one. We'll get your phone calls later in the week, but we are tired. Yeah, I just I took I, I took them in the order in which they were placed. So uh, anyone who didn't get their call in, trust me, we'll get to you. Don't worry about it. And you can subsequently send another call in three one two five six six eight seven two seven. You might get on that show too. So thank you for listening to Locked On Socks. <laughs>